Hello, lovely listeners. Welcome to the third episode of Camilla Cava Food Photography Podcast. Today I'm speaking with lovely Sus from Food Bandits. Sus, together with her husband Johan, share allergen-friendly recipes on their food blog Food Bandits. We already launched two wonderful cookbooks, Good Morning and Under the Cook. So together with Sus, we explore the ins and outs of launching or photographing for a recipe book. We talk about how to first of all land a recipe book deal, and then how it works with the timing, money-wise, who would be the decision maker in such project, and what were her learnings from the books she already released. Then we switch the conversation about the Instagram, and especially super interesting topic, at least for me, is um, working on sponsored brand collaborations for Instagram. So again, I hope you'll have some wonderful lessons from this episode and um, enjoy. Hi, Sus, how are you? Hi, I'm fine. How are you? Thank I'm you for having good. me. <laughs> yeah, thank you for joining this podcast. I'm very excited to talk to you. Yeah. And so I was hoping that you can maybe shortly introduce yourself for the listeners that might not know you and Food Bandits. Yeah, which is a shame, of course, because everyone should follow Food Bandits. So, no, my name is Suits, and uh, together with my husband, Johan, I create Food Bandits. And, uh, well, as you can hear, English is not my first language or my mother tongue, which always sounds rather disgusting in my opinion. But I'm really excited to talk about uh, you know, what I love and my obsession today. Um, well, we started Food Bandits over seven years ago, um, mainly because all we ever do is eat or talk about food. And so we share recipes that we love. And over the years, it has developed in sharing and especially developing more recipes that are allergen friendly. Um, so we don't think of food bandits as a diet block, uh, because, you know, if you're on a diet, of course, you can eat cake, but don't eat too much cake. <laughs> um, uh, so, you know, recipes that are uh, perhaps uh, vegan or gluten free or, you know, suitable for everyone. So everyone can eat cake. That's our goal. And um, we hosted workshops on food photography and food styling and my Instagram obsession. And last year we we made a shift with our blog and now we share more about uh, living eco-friendly. And, uh, right. Also from a chemistry part of view, because my husband, Johan, is a chemistry teacher. Right. And we've noticed that a lot of people, uh, you know, from, um, how do you say that in English, they're meaning well, but there's also a lot of bullshit. Am I allowed to swear? Hope so. Uh-huh. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of bullshit. A lot of BS. Uh, you know, we're meaning well, but we really wanted to give uh, the right facts. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. So, from a chemistry point of view, that it's really that you're doing eco-friendly things for the right reasons. So right. that's what we do. Yeah. Oh, very fun and. Uh... May I ask, why are you named Food Bandits? Is there a story behind this? No, not really. We're just really fortunate that we came up with this name. Mm-hmm. And there is a Dutch brand. Well, it is English, I believe, but um, they sell it now. I think three or four years ago, they start selling a brand of mayonnaise. Mayonnaise, is that the English word? Yeah, yeah you put it in your fries. Every, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, disgusting if you're not Dutch, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know, you put it on your fries, uh, and that's called Bio Bandits. I still like that name too, but yeah, we uh-huh. just 
came up with it and uh, uh, sometimes if it's, it is a bit confusing for people because we not only do food but so many other things as well but, right yeah yeah because I, I love a name that's why I was very Thank curious you. where it came from it's very yeah. creative yeah. Same with your logo. The logo is also really cool. It's Thank like a you. stagger or how do yeah. you call it? Well, you know, when I started blogging about, you know, 100 years ago, I worked together with a friend of mine. Her name is Kim. And um, we started blog together and then she moved to Australia. But still, till this day, she does uh, every graphic design bit for us and she oh, that's nice. designed our last book as well so all credits for kim i have no idea how she does it but uh yeah <laughs> she's really good we're really fortunate to call her her our friend yes right that's really cool okay i was wondering if you can tell us more about um cookbooks because i've seen yeah. you launched two cookbooks is that right yeah that's right yeah and we photographed and styled one other cookbook um, mm -hmm. on Syrian cuisine. Um, yeah. So there is this lady in the Netherlands and her name is Zina Abut. And she is the first Syrian refugee, a uh, female Syrian refugee, who started a business here in the Netherlands. And uh, she started a catering business and in, in uh, Amsterdam, in Amsterdam. And she cooked for several members of the royal family, and she's a great success. And her story is very inspiring. And we were lucky enough to work with her to get on the first cookbook. And, uh, That's really cool. Yeah. How, how did you get this deal to work on her book? Uh, the publisher who called us worked with us on our very first book, our very own first book, which is named Good Morning. Right. And I was very, very lucky. We were talking to other publishers as well about a cookbook. Um, but for this particular book, uh, Alexandra from uh, Xander Uitgevers uh, called us and said, we want to make a book about breakfast. And do you want to make it? Really, That's it's really like cool. a phone call. It's, it's like a dream. And just like that. Just, just like that. She wow. called us. Yes, so miracles wow. do happen. <laughs> And then, well, first book, I, I, I like it, but, you know, first book, you, you need to learn so many things, and we never made a book, book before, and they gave us all the freedom and all the things we want to do, and I think, feel with the second book that we even uh, got to do more of what Food Bandits really is, and hopefully, whenever we get the chance to make a third book, then it will be... I don't know, perfect. No, 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 it's, it is never perfect, but, right. you know, I already oh, have a million perfect. ideas what I would do next time. Nice. But then um, would you mind to share with, you, with us what was your learnings then after the first books? Oh, um, I think writing more about what you love, being more open about what you love, really open up about your process in the kitchen and your love for food. Or We also wrote in, in both books about other subjects. Um, in the last book, we also wrote about uh, food photography and Instagram. Um, make a plan that and stick to it <laughs> that is if you get the chance to make a book it, it is a lot of hard work it really is it is uh -huh. it's a labor of love and um you really have to make a plan and really uh think about you know which photos for what and which recipes for what and what is get get help you know ask people if, if they want to do the dishes or bring you coffee 
because it, it is an insane pro uh, process. And also, if you really want to make a book, because I think it's a dream come true for most food bloggers, I don't know about you, but uh, for me, it really was a dream come true. Um, we wrote on a blog, and we write in Dutch and in English, about mm -hmm. uh, the series is called How to Make a Book. So what you can do uh, by creating a book, but also creating a concept that you can send it off to a publisher what the publisher is looking for, what they need in order, you know, to get you invited, get some coffee, promote your book and get that book mm -hmm. deal. So we have right. some information about that on the website. Interesting. Yeah, because it's really important for a publisher. I have noticed that and I've heard from publishers as well. They get so many requests for mm -hmm. so many ideas for great cookbooks, but they really need to see you know, in a blink of an eye, what the book will be about. And right. you know, they, they have to see the story and see the audience that will buy the book. So it has to be very clear in graphic design, in photography, in mm -hmm. how the chapters, the layout, you know, everything. They see the book when they open so, up your email. Right. So yeah. they want to come, you want to come already with already basically almost yes. product, show them. Yes. And, and do your research. So who's your audience? What's their age group? How will you reach them? They really want you to have uh, an own, uh, I said in English, uh, a great website, a blog. You know, it has to be very, there's so many great food bloggers out there. So oh, many yeah. great, yeah. So you really have to stand out. Yeah, and also do you research is does this book already exist? I mean, how many healthy diet books do we need? Yeah, so that would be my advice. That's a very very good one. Very interesting. So. <laughs> nice. And how long, let's say, it took you from the beginning of the idea of a book until the end that you presented the final product? Well, in the Netherlands, uh, it's depending on the, on the country, but in the Netherlands, you get three months, which mm. is not very long time. No. no. And that's why wow. I say making a book drives you almost insane, uh, but it's worth it. Um, so three months to cook everything, do everything. And um, uh, that's also because um, the publishers send out their, how do you say that in English? They send out two times a year to every bookstore and every place that buys books. This is of right. books for the coming season and they really need to present it you know they go to the Buchmesse in Frankfurt in, in, in uh, Germany yeah I want to say Deutschland that's very German <laughs> <laughs> you know really sell the book already so they know yeah, how many right. copies they need to publish and right. how to promote it and get the feedback so that is why you know they say okay we, we have three months ahead this is the concept this is the idea we see you in three months good luck <laughs> crazy and yeah. it's all up to you to arrange everything like photography and text and yes basically. and luckily for me because my grammar is, is not perfect so you send in text and they have editors ah, nice. uh, thank god for that <laughs> and uh of course you send it off to some friends as well you know also for some recipe testing and uh you need friends that give their blunt opinion will be mm. harsh on you <laughs> so not that really nice friends who thinks everything you do is lovely <laughs> uh and so it's for the corrections and then you send it in and then it takes i think another two months to get it published uh -huh. and then you have the first copy in your hands and ah, yeah that's that the amazing feeling yeah, isn't it absolutely absolutely uh, yeah the best feeling there is I and then it. you have to wait you know um 
how the magazines will respond or newspapers or other bloggers will they really promote it or think oh yeah it's lovely and put it in the put it away and never look back um mm -hmm. yeah you never know really cool and does it require investment from your side um like not counting i mean the amount of okay. time that you put and ingredients it's all the editors that basically invest in you Yes, that, uh, it also depends on the publishers. I know there are a few in the Netherlands who say, let's do, well, double Dutch, <laughs> so 50-50. <laughs> okay, How right. Dutch of us, yeah. Um, so, uh, and there are publishers who say, because the, the most difficult thing in the Netherlands is to get the the books at the right place. So I have no idea what the word is in English, in Dutch, distributie. Distribution. distribution yeah well, distribution. very close yeah very close. and there's one point the central bookhouse that uh -huh. sends off all the books so you need the account managers that have been selling the book and you need someone for distribution those two things i mean i'm, I'm not a publisher so i'm not sure but this, these are the things that they've taught me that these two things can be a challenge if you want to do it for example on your own um but everything in the netherlands is arranged on the central bookhouse so that's what you need to publish it for and there are publishers who say well we give you a percentage of every book sold uh, and there are also pu publishers who say well we already give you a, a, an amount of money and once you've paid that back by right. book sales yeah and you sell even more then you can you get a percentage of every book that is sold. right there are also publishers that say you should be lucky to make a book and uh, good luck. I would not recommend doing that. I know making a book is a dream come true, but it is a lot of work. It's and lot of work. I think that a lot of food bloggers uh, should, um, how do you say that, respect themselves more and, and ask for a decent funding and ask for money and a paycheck for what yeah. they do. Yeah. yeah makes sense wow this is all very new and interesting to me yeah because yeah, is, definitely. Is, it, is it your dream as well to make a cookbook um yes but for me the dream is not to create the recipes but to photograph a cookbook yeah. because yeah. i'm much better in photographing than cooking yeah. to be yeah. honest <laughs> but to yeah. photograph for a cookbook is one of my goals so. yeah so one of the things you can do is send you know make a portfolio and send it out and I, I don't know, together with some Lithuanian cakes, you know, mm -hmm. just buy them with cake and send that off to every publisher that you that you love. There are so many great publishers here in the Netherlands or even abroad. And, you know, really stand out and say, uh, I want to work, I want to learn. Perhaps you can even ask, you know, uh, uh, for example, in the Netherlands, a lot of the books are uh, photographed by Simone from Simone's Kitchen. Mm -hmm. and you can ask her can i join you for a week obviously she can't pay you and you might have to do a lot of dishes and make a coffee but yeah. that's how you you know get in touch with other people and perhaps next time she thinks of you and i think yeah. that that you know investing in that is something else than asking for money for the actual work that you do mm -hmm. yeah yeah interesting yeah, that's a that's a that's a Just good idea. Just buy a Lithuanian cake. I'm sure you have some <laughs> amazing stuff, and you know, just bring it along and say hi, I'm Camille. I I'd make like to great talk to photos. I'm funny too, and then whoopa. And yeah. connect. Yeah, networking is a very important it's part key. of it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Definitely. And that's the publisher that I should talk to then. 
Probably. The, yeah, the publisher decides in the end uh, who's going to do the photographs. Who's, uh, right. Yeah. Because yeah, I wasn't okay. sure whether it's like the author or the publisher. But, but so, you, you know, sometimes they decide together. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, if you don't like photography, you don't like graphic design, then it's something you can discuss. But uh, the, the publisher, uh, yeah, has the most say because it's paying for it as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. Okay, interesting. That's what I'm going to do, definitely. Yeah, do that. It will be amazing. Yeah, just go for it. Just send them an email, stalk them, and you you never know. No, definitely. Only one person has to say yes. That's also true. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay, Mm -hmm. very fun. And then I wanted to ask you, so let's say when you were doing the book and overall you're cooking recipes and you're also photographing it yourself or is Johan Oswell helping you out? Well, I'm very, very fortunate. Johan is doing everything. Really? Really. So he's he's a full-time chemistry teacher and he develops the recipes. He even does the dishes and I'm just sitting here eating cake. So I'm a very, (laughs) very lucky girl. (laughs) I have a great life. Yes. Yeah, so Jan does uh, everything, and also from coming from a chemistry background, you know, he loves recipe developing because mm-hmm. you know it has to be measured well, <laughs> literally. True. And um, uh, I, he photographs as well, so I do different styling, social media, mm-hmm. um, emails, everything. I organize the workshops. So you divide the tasks basically. That's nice. Yes, yes. I'm very fortunate that I can do it together with my husband, yeah. Yeah, that's really nice, and especially that you work with your husband. I think that's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He loves teaching as well, so uh, he's fortunate too because he really loves his job. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. But um, but you photograph as well, or is he photographing everything himself? I used to, but not anymore. No, he got got way ahead of me. He got so much better. So every time I take a photo, it's like, yeah, it's really something. I don't know if you feel the same. It's really something that you have to keep on practicing. You have to keep on doing. Right. And I wonder, is it difficult then to, let's say, photograph and develop food um, when it's limited to um, be fit to certain allergies and intolerances? That is the challenge. And it, it is quite difficult. It started out because it turns out that I was allergic to weeds and yeah. I am uh, lactose intolerant. So that's how we started. And it, then it became more of a creative process. I mean, how many great chocolate cakes can you make? And there's a real challenge in making it vegan and gluten-free and not turning yeah. out as a brick. What really you know, actually tastes good. Yeah. So uh, it, it, it is still a challenge, especially because most of our recipes are vegan and gluten-free uh, mm-hmm. as well. So, um, but again, I think for Johan, coming from a chemistry point of view, it is a bit easier to understand the function of every ingredient. Mm-hmm. And that's something I want to do in the future as well, is to host uh, online uh, you know, workshops or masterclasses uh, about this subject. Um, because if you think about every uh, the function of every ingredient, then you know yeah. how to replace it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think that'd be very interesting for a lot of people to be honest. Yeah. Because every time I try to make something, because uh, my fiance is also lactose intolerant. Oh yeah, yeah. And I feel like 
I want to make food that he can eat because I'm not going to eat it alone. But then I need yeah. to photograph a cake, let's say. Yeah. I can't just create it out of my mind, lactose yeah. intolerant, let's say. Yeah. Well, there are some guys, there are some people who've, who've been very brave and made like a schedule, you know, one, one tablespoon of butter replaced by yada yada. But I found that it's uh, every brand is so different. Um, right. And especially with the gluten-free mixes. So in, in the States, you have Bob's Rep Bill, blah, blah, blah. I don't know how it's called. But, you know, the, the, the things they use, especially with gluten-free, you always need to use a mix of uh, flours. Uh, mm-hmm. And here in the Netherlands, we have uh, share of schar. I say schar because I'm Dutch. I believe it is share. I mean, it's an Austrian brand. But, uh, you know, I got an email from someone in the States who said, yeah, it's really nice that you use that, but it costs like $15 a pack here. So that's not really doable. Mm -hmm. Um, But we do also have a series on our uh, blog called Chemistry of Baking. We thought of everything. And that gives you a little bit more information about, indeed, replacing eggs and butter and, and dairy and those kind of things. Yeah, because that's really, and it's also interesting because it's different and it's more creative. Yeah. Because because otherwise, you know, like I said before, how many chocolate cakes can you make? You will never beat the Devil's Food chocolate cake by Nigella Lawson. I mean, that is the best chocolate cake out there, and you know, she won basically. So let's do something else. Yeah, true. Something that we can also enjoy and eat and not throw out after photographing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because that is one of my pet peeves. Um, A lot of bloggers share their recipe and there's a lot of bloggers who, you know, I've tried them, I made them and it's just not good enough. And I think that's really a waste of your time and the ingredients. So we really try to make sure that our recipes are right. That's really nice. That's really nice. Yeah, because for me, it's still a challenge to create a beautiful, delicious meal that I can photograph and afterwards eat. Yeah, yeah, because most of the time it's cold, of course. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the, how you say that, the faith, no, the, the result of being a, a food blogger. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Okay. And I wanted to talk a little bit about the Instagram because you have this gorgeous Instagram board that everything looks Thank so... You. Um, how do you say it, consistent or like well look- yes I call my Instagram cake on marble so you get a cake you place the marble you take a photo and then you do something else <laughs> yeah it looks so beautiful like how do you make sure that everything looks so fit to each other um well keeping it simple uh, works and also we have done this for so many years that uh, it gets easier. The other thing is that we use uh, the same filter on Fisco and uh, so you get a consistency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, uh, I do try and mix it up sometimes because uh, you know you have to keep it fun for yourself as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's, there needs to be a creative challenge for you as well because otherwise I don't think I still like Instagram in a few years time I know yeah it's becoming more difficult it is very difficult we lost so many followers those people don't deserve cake now I mean in the beginning you know when the algorithm changed and 
it, it became so important on those numbers for people. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, to be honest with you, in the beginning, I didn't like that as well. I thought, you know, it, I, Instagram gave me so many opportunities. It gave me, you know, a business. So yeah. to be honest, in the beginning, I really didn't like it when the algorithm changed. But then that is the downside of social media. That is the downside of, you know, big companies like Google. You you have no idea what they are doing and you have no idea how they want to influence you and uh, decide. And, you know, there's no transparency, and which is very scary. Um, so then I just thought, you know, I'm very fortunate that I've been able to make two cookbooks and host workshops and I've really enjoyed that. But, you know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And I am in a place that where I can say that. Obviously, that's, that's not for everyone. And, of course, I still try to do great things. But, you know, comparing to others just make me really, really unhappy. So I stopped doing that. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Do you Step think it's difficult back. to Instagram? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. What do you think is difficult about it? Um, the fact that only a small percentage of people see your images. Yeah making it very hard to grow and that you have to be very 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 present if you want to actually grow so i also i used to post um every day on instagram but i i stepped back from that i'm not doing that anymore but to reach like because right now i have i think Ten thousand something followers, eleven thousand. Yeah, I don't know. Nice. Yeah. But so up until I reached ten thousand, I was posting every day. I made sure yeah. I always there. I comment and yeah. um, like people to grow. But then you reach ten thousand, it's kind yeah. of my line. And now yeah. that I reached ten thousand, it started growing naturally, so it's much easier. So now I post, I say two, three times a week, and I, yeah. I'm not gonna do every day because it's yeah. it's very stressful and it takes a lot of time. Yeah, it does. And, you know, it, it's good that you know that you need to be present, you need to do all those things in order to grow. So there are people who do that every day, and that's their choice. I mean, it's, it's totally fine, and I get it because Instagram can be so much fun, and, and you can find so much inspiration there. But uh, there are also a lot of people who bought followers, who bought bots, this is really up the sentence, uh, but bought, you know, likes and comments. And once you know these things then you can decide for yourself whether you want to do that and be present every day or not. You know, I mean, it's fine. And perhaps yeah. uh, in a few more months you think, oh, okay, now I'm going to be more active on Instagram or you yeah. just let it go. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's also about the followers who really um, are, how do you say that, um, involved in your work. I mean, I yeah. would rather have less followers for people who buy our book or come to a workshop or make our cake. You know, those are the followers that really are genuine and, yeah. you know, are just great people to interact with than yeah. followers who are just there because you have 10,000, you comment back and yada, yada. Yeah, just for numbers. That is not the exactly. same. It's quality versus quantity for sure. Exactly, yeah. Same from content-wise. That's why I also don't post so much anymore because it's quality versus yeah. quantity right now yeah yeah and it has to stay fun obviously instagram is important but it has to stay fun yeah 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 <laughs> definitely i agree nice and um one more thing about instagram yeah. is um i've noticed that you also have let's say working with brands on instagram yes a sponsored post and i wondering uh, i was wondering if it's difficult to stay true to yourself while working with brands and developing content that you love 
Uh, well, it can be a challenge. This is a great question. Um, so first of all, in the, in the, I think the only only the last two years we've really collaborated with brands. Before that, I could say no to every brand because uh, our workshops were doing so well. So right. we really didn't need it. Of course, you, how much money do you need? Not that, that we were very wealthy, uh, but uh, it, back then, you know, the eco-friendly and sustainability brands, they haven't been around for such a long time or they have really small brands who don't have the budget to work with you, you know, to pay you yeah. any money. Um, so that changed over the last few years that even bigger brands are becoming now more conscious about, you know, eco-friendly or sustainability. So those two things changed. So our workshops are not doing so well at the moment. Um, and yeah, there are more brands that really fit our vision. But I sent a lot of emails with saying no, because I think it is very important to stay true to yourself. Yeah. And I think that followers will um, subconsciously feel that. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but if they feel yeah. whether you're real or not. And perhaps, you know, there are blogs who are very commercial and doing well because that really suits them. But for mm -hmm. us, it, it doesn't suit to sell uh, you know something that isn't uh yeah that isn't sustainable or that isn't you know for example we worked to, uh, last year with basel which is a huge brand of margarine mm -hmm. and uh they were a bit um scared uh up front because we we're going to talk about the chemistry side of uh, margarine but we said well first of all it's basic chemistry that everyone had in middle school <laughs> it's not like we are you know making things very difficult and second you know you are promoting plant-based food to a, a wide audience and that's what we love and obviously the, the brand or the product is not for everyone but you don't have to be vegan you don't have to be plant-based but i think everyone needs to incorporate more of that in their diet you know in order for us to stay alive literally so yeah yeah but we really think about every collaboration that we do yeah yeah makes sense yes. right and that's and how you make sure yeah it's quality with your blog uh have you joined uh pr agencies as well i don't have a food blog because i'm fully oh, concentrated on food photography part yeah okay yeah yeah, so I don't know much sense. about it, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, oh, wow. but you can join some PR agencies that basically put you together with the brands. Exactly. To collaborate. Yeah. Right. So that would and my then, advice be, yeah, to go mm -hmm. out and see. Uh, so, for example, in the Netherlands, you have Join or you have the Influencers Movement. And there you can find uh, brands and, you know, they link you two together and, mm -hmm. yeah make a bit of money <laughs> and, and you yeah. recommend that joining yeah. the agency if you would like to uh get collaborations obviously you can email the brand that you love that's perhaps even better uh, you're on your own you know send them an email just like i said to the publishers and say hi i would really like to work with you guys is there anything possible that is something mm -hmm. you can do as well interesting so, right yeah. just go out there Email those people, yeah. stop yeah. them, reach out, network, <laughs> definitely, networking, yeah. again, yeah, yes, that's exactly. very, very important, yeah. the yeah. good opportunities come from that for sure.
You just have to reach out. You just have to reach out. I mean, you don't, and if they say no, then that's fine too. There's, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. And that you, yeah. you didn't fail because you tried. So there's no failure yeah. in that. Definitely. Yeah. And there's definitely going to be many no's in the meantime, but Absolutely. that's just part of it. Yeah, exactly. And again, you need one yes. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay, so kind of almost the last question is, I was wondering if you have... Um, some artists, some food photographers, food bloggers that uh, inspire you that you would like to mention that others could follow and learn from them too? Well, first of all, I would like to give the advice that if you uh, do get an Instagram addiction, just like the two, yeah, just like us, um, is to find some people you can connect with and form uh, you know, a group with so you can really ask your yeah ask questions and mm-hmm. share your opinions and that is very important because you uh you know especially when you start uh food blogging or you start your first collaboration you it's really nice if you can ask questions about how does you know an invoice work or what do they expect and that that would be my main advice uh, to search for that on instagram and support each other and uh second of all i i love Instagram for its inspiration. I've been following the girls from Our Food Stories, uh, Laura and, oh God, what's the name? Laura and, wow, I'm really prepared for this one. <laughs> yeah, I also don't remember yeah. it, but it's Food Stories, yeah, I, I know it's so. well, gorgeous pictures. Our, oh, they're like a dream. I mean, how on earth? And every time they supply Laura und Nora, yeah, this is my German Laura again. Yeah, I think their work is absolutely amazing. It's 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 a dream com- a dream. It's it's magical. It, it looks great. I also have been really inspired by what she ate for breakfast today from Marta, mm-hmm. um, which she turned from food photography more to travel photography, and it's absolutely amazing. Uh, she's really sweet as well, and uh, like I said, we're making friends. Uh, mm-hmm. on, on Instagram, I uh, had the pleasure of meeting uh, Simone from uh, by Fraulein Sonntag. I collect German accounts, apparently. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, by Fraulein Sonntag. And this is really amazing. I mean, she, she shared a photo about chocolate granola. And mm-hmm. we have been friends ever since. And we hosted workshops together. And she visited oh, us fun. two times in the Netherlands. And, mm-hmm. uh, and this is the great part about Instagram. It really is. Connections, yeah. Connections, absolutely. I mean, yeah. of, obviously, chocolate cake is great too. But making connections, meeting people, uh, collaborating, that is so much fun. That's a big one. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Nice. So I have a last, last question is where yeah. can the listeners find you? That's a, that's the best question so far. It's <laughs> Uh So and every post is written in both uh, Dutch and English. Um, mm-hmm. My English is then a bit better than as it is now. And obviously, Foodben is on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm going to link those in the description. And uh, I wanted to thank you. I had such a wonderful conversation. It all yeah. was super, 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 super interesting. Yeah, thank you so, thank much. You so much. It's really lovely talking to you.